Actually, if we're doing it that way, I have a request from Grey. For Grace. Okay. When I say Bilbo, can you do the backing thing, like the Bilbo Baggins song? I don't know. Oh, what? What's that? Okay, we. Sorry for another tangent, but I'm gonna put this in the Discord. Oh, oh yeah. Make my tablet do two things at once. We know how that goes. Okay, I'll put it. I'll put it in the Facebook. So Bilbo Baggins has a theme song. Yes, he does. From the '60s. It... This is the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. By Leonard Nimoy, who you will know as Spock. <laughs> oh no! Oh, because yeah. Spock had a music career, a very sh- brief, short-lived music career. I think he tried to go down the way of Shatner, didn't he? Yeah, I think they both did it at the same time. Yeah, because Will Shatner had one, and still has one, in fact. Mm. Oh, it's um, yeah, yeah. When I introduced, but I just want sort of a... <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Because I want to, I want to reference this song at least once. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to a very spooky episode of the Shipping Forecast. Oh, I am James, and joining me, as always, is Grace. Hello. And Nick. Salutations. <laughs> I'd forgotten you could do that voice. <laughs> it gave me a shock when I was editing the last episode, to be honest. So, <laughs> so well done. Oh, uh, it's, yeah. <clears throat> are you all enjoying this spooky season that has definitely happened? We're not recording this a week before Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very spooky, very, very. Uh, mm. It's mi- been great. Mythical. I've, yeah, I've done, I've done uh, many spooky things, like lay a stair carpet. <laughs> I mean, there's currently more spiders than I'm used to in my bathroom, so I'm already kind of in the spooky mood already. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. If you want that, you've just got to go to my garden. There's, there's hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. No, thank you. <laughs> Are either of you dressing up for Halloween? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, what's Grace dressing up as? My work uniform. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. It's pretty spooky. <laughs> I've seen your work uniform and it terrifies me most of Oh, it's... I don't know. <laughs> it seems like um... something that's come out of the abyss certainly looks it. <laughs> I mean... Usually you do dress up for Halloween, don't you, Grace? Oh yeah, I love dressing up for Halloween. Me and my brothers like, are still going like treating way past the age of fucking 15. <laughs> uh, uh, I think the last time I went trick-or-treating, I was 22 and dressed as a witch. It was fucking funny. Me and my brothers, though, they made their own handmade costumes, so they honestly look like fucking serial killers because it just wasn't oh. done well. So we're a bunch of adults, and suddenly the police get called, and we're just, like, booting it home. <laughs> Okay, too far, lads, too far. We've got a good horde, though. We scared. We got a load of pictures taken with a bunch of adults coming to their door. <laughs> they were like, oh, God, can we take a photo of you, love? Just, like, grinning like madmen, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, then were the days getting dressed up in some plastic fangs and a bin bag as a cape. What do you mean, yeah. then were the days? Grace did this, like, two, three years ago. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I haven't. Usually, well, I, um, I dress up in, to change. 
it's yeah, it's usually I dress up in exactly the same thing every Halloween, and that's just a cost. That's just basically my normal clothes, and I go as drunk me. Okay, Nick, <laughs> if you just go into Amazon or Wish and type in "slutty train driver" <laughs> and see if you can get one of those kind of costumes, <laughs> because I guarantee there'll be one like it somewhere. Do you think there's a slutty Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> oh God, probably. Let's, probably. let's have a look. It's probably one of those horrendous Thomas the Tank Engine faces just slapped on your chest. His eyes are boobs. It's just like nightmare. <laughs> uh, there is. If you Fuck. Google that. Really? Well, actually, no. This this is one that someone made. Oh, um, <laughs> Still. And I've, I've, uh, uh, I've misspelled that. I've put my own... Um... Yeah. If you type in Slessy Thomas the Tank Engine costume, wow, there's there is. fantastic work. <laughs> And that man has the legs for it. <laughs> yeah, man, he does. even what? I've I've posted the picture, Grace. Oh, I, actually, oh, no, there is. Hang a... on, I'm waiting for everything to load. Is he? <laughs> oh. oh my god, he do have the legs. He's got fa- yeah. he's got better legs than me. Jesus, what? Yeah, like he's he's got Sailor Moon legs. He does. Here's a genuine um, slutty train driver costume. Oh yeah, there was that That's too. That's not nearly um, as fun, is it? <laughs> and also, I no. found this, which is pretty fun. Is it the Pillar Man, Thomas? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's Nick Cage, the tank engine. Oh, I, think that's, I think that's more Thomas the Tank dressing up as Nick Cage for Halloween. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. James, what, what? who have you been reading? So I have been reading Bed, Breakfast and Blood by Jezza Red. This story is about uh, Bilbo Baggins opening a B and B, and he okay. find it's it's a, we were looking for vampire fix. This is without I don't want to spoil too much, but there are vampires involved. Okay, and yeah, it was a fantastic time. I honestly think Thorin is one of the best vampires I've ever read about. No, you're confident you'll win this competition. Uh, yeah, Thorin is the main vampire in this, but there are others around. Okay. I personally consider him one of the best vampires I've read about. So, contending for the title is Nick. Nick, what have you been reading about? Uh, okay, so... Uh, yeah, I've been reading a fic called Black Market Blood, called um, Auto Shediastic, and um, it's, it's kind of an AU about um, My Chemical Romance. They never became a band at all, but basically, Gerard Way... Uh, the front man, is living with uh, Mikey Way, his brother. Something happened to him sort of down the line, which means he's a vampire. And now, like a not like a one of these Twilight ones, like a proper one. Like, oh, he needs okay. to exist on... Yeah, he, he needs to exist on blood. He lives in the basement of this guy's house, because, of course, if he goes into sunlight, he'll burn. And, uh, yeah, it's basically about that. That's why I'd like to say that James is full of shite, and uh, the best ba- the best vampire in this sort of thing that we're doing is going to be Gerard Way. So you think Gerard Way is going to beat his B&B? Oh, definitely, yeah. His Bilbo Baggins B&B. To be honest, it does sound more dramatic. James, what do you think? That's it. I mean, even before he was a vampire, Gerard Way was still, um, you know, he, he's like edgy even before he was a vampire, so... Yeah, he's he's already got, like... Are you finished? Oh, right, come on, James, what do you think? <laughs> 
God. My Chemical Romance, up. more like My Chemical Toilet. This sounds like an awful fic. Oh, it's... well, the mid-2000s called. They want the fucking joke back. Oh, <laughs> well, the mid-2000s called. They want their band back. Because this this is old news. <laughs> the Hobbit, it's a timeless classic. It was written during World War Two. They made a film, oh, God, eight years ago. I'm really that old. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> it's... So I was going to also, say, the film was eight years ago and the book was written during World War II and you're calling My Chemical Romance old news. I'm not calling it The Hobbit old news. I'm calling it a timeless classic that has stood the test of time. And what better to add to that than a spicy bit of vampire AU? Also, what are you on about? These guys, are they too weak to go hunting? Like, real vampires, they'll go out, they'll suck some blood. They're not going to be sat there wasting away in their basement like a little bitch. Yeah, but you have Bilbo Baggins... Who is the Bilbo, epitome of a little the bit. bravest yeah, little hobbit? Come on, he didn't. I mean, you've watched the Hobbit. I'm sure you've read the books. He literally had to be persuaded to go on an adventure. Yeah. I'm leaving that there. Objection! I didn't say Bilbo is the vampire. Oh, oh yeah, shit. he's not. Yeah, oh shit! Yeah, it's all the dwarves. the dwarves. Every single one of the dwarves is a vampire. Yes. <laughs> so what are they going to do? Bite people's ankles? <laughs> They're full sized in this AU. That's of so course funny. they are. That makes it that makes it too incredibly convenient, I think. <laughs> so we've got edgy band members versus little vampires. <laughs> <laughs> They're full sized in this AU. <laughs> They're not dwarves. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, One of them's like it... seven foot tall and Scottish and angry. He can beat the shit out of your emo twink. That that just makes it less funny because I think it's a hilarious image to watch like pint sized vampires running about the place. <laughs> that would be quite funny to be fair I will acknowledge that oh, dear. Oh. but the fact is at least they do run around and suck people's blood it sounds like yours is just moping away in the basement going oh I've run out of blood uh, I need someone to go get it for me well, <laughs> well yeah exactly he's a member of My Chemical Romance this is what we did in the mid 2000s <laughs> the angst is too strong exactly that's, that's shit <laughs> yeah. when you're a badass dwarf you don't need angst. What you are just <laughs> angst. You're just a pint. I mean, yeah, Thorin was angst. pretty angsty. Yes. I'll, I'll give him that. But yeah, that's it. Even before, well, so we've we've kind of established that both our characters, even before they were vampires, they were kind of broody and angsty. <laughs> pretty much. Perfect. And it gets worse when you're a vampire. So I'm expecting <laughs> some fucking. So how are drama. we going to resolve this? <laughs> this calls for a thick off. You fick off. You, you fuck didn't off. even bring a fanfic to this. No, you two are going to have a fick off. I'm going to decide because I didn't bring one and therefore I'm the judge. So, Grace, you are a pale brunette who wears a lot of jumpers. Yes. From what I've seen of vampire literature, that means you are catnip to the <laughs> average vampire. Oh, no. But if you look at Bella Swan, if you look no. at, like, all the female protagonists. <laughs> that That's you all over. So I feel like you'd be a pretty good judge in this situation. Oh, well, the, there you go. The vampire's ideal love, um, love interest. I yeah. hate vampires. I eat so much garlic just to keep them away. <laughs> I, I used to be terrified of vampires. I used to keep, like, fucking garlic and silver under my pillow <laughs> up until I was 15. Because I used to have nightmares about vampires like, coming werewolves. through the window. Huh? Silver is werewolves. Silver crosses. 
keeps away anything. Oh, right, yeah, okay, got you. Uh, saying that, though, if it was uh, vampires and werewolves, that makes um, Grace the only one of us which are, which are neither Team Edward nor Team Jacob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have done vampires versus werewolves. Maybe that we'll do that next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought we are doing the Adams Family next time. Eh, uh, we'll see. Oh, okay. In the red corner, it's everyone's favourite, edgy, androgynous frontman. He's seen a marching band, he's given them blood, he's not okay. Give it up for MCR's Gerard <laughs> Wayne! Yeah. Oh, please don't burst the microphone, oh god. <laughs> hey, this is going to make it terrible to oh. edit! Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. And in the blue corner, from the land of the Shire, there's a brave little hobbit who he all admire. Who he all admire. Did you write this one? <laughs> I, I, I took it from Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> he all admire or we all admire? It's we all admire. There's a brave... It should be we all admire. Fuck's sake. Not okay. Bad. Okay, from the top. In the blue corner, from the land of the Shire, there's a brave little hobbit who we all admire. Everybody knows him. It's Bilbo Baggins. The man, the myth, the legend. He's here. He's going to kick Gerard's ass. It's Bilbo. Bilbo. The man, the myth, the legend. Because he's quite small, doesn't have full legs. But he's still going to kick your yes. ass. The puncher in a pint glass. He's just oh. a torso with feet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, come on, Nick. Let's see how Jared Way is doing. When I was a young boy, my father—I'm sorry, I can't—I can't do this whiny enough. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so um, it's uh, the fic is called Black Market Blood, and the yeah the relationships are between uh, Gerard Way and Frank Iero. I'm really sorry. I probably butchered the pronunciation on this. Who's it by? It's by. Um, Autoshediastic, or autoshediastic, and I'm really sorry again. I may have butchered the pronunciation <laughs> on that again. <laughs> um, oh, there's fan out. Hang on, what one. the fuck does that summary say? Yeah, Frank's so fucking freaky, he's potentially wigging out a fucking vampire. What does wigging out mean? Um, I'm going to Google that because I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally or emotionally discomposed. Oh. Oh, okay. Upsets or crazy? Does that mean he's upsetting a vampire? Maybe, maybe sort of. Um, there is a lot of sort of lovey-dovey stuff in this fanfic. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of well-written sex as well. So if that's your thing, then um, yeah, you go for it. Um, but of course, this concerns Gerard Way, Mikey Way, and uh, Frankie Arrow, all members of uh, My Chemical Romance. But this is in a universe where they never really made it big, and um, something happened to Gerard Way, maybe when he went to see the marching band, I don't know, <laughs> um, that turned him into a vampire. And now they've got to keep him in the basement, out of the sunlight. Um, where he fills his time by doing sort of paintings and drawings and things like that, which, to, to be honest, checks out, because... Um, yeah, he did a comic book. Yes, he, he did a comic book, which became a Netflix series called mm -hmm. uh, the, Umbre uh, the Umbrella Academy. I've watched it. I quite liked it. Ah, okay. So, yeah, 
And the the plot centers round uh, centers round. Um, Mikey Way is very protective of his vampire brother, who doesn't want anything bad to happen to him. Frank is the uh, he's like friend of the family sort of thing, but he comes in and uh, ends up becoming more than friends. And the whole plot is uh, Mikey's got to go away for the weekend, and they are wondering if they've got enough blood to sustain Gerard without him either wasting away. Or going all sort of full vampire and, um, you know, killing somebody and drinking their blood and thing, uh, things like that. Okay. Yes. As it, sta- as it stands, um, Gerard prefers f- uh, fresh blood, but he's perfectly happy to exist on the chilled stuff that they keep in the fridge. What? What's, um, the, what's the chilled stuff they keep in the fridge? Is that chilled human? blood. Also blood, <laughs> I think. <laughs> It's it's never adequately. Ex- it's blood or blood cold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like it's, Guinness. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's never it's never quite uh, it's never quite ad- adequately explained whether the things that they get is um, uh, whether the blood that they get is human or animal. Um, they don't go where they don't. They're not telling us the sourcing of the. Yeah, that's it. I'm assuming they just break into hospitals, to be honest. If they're getting it in like little packs they can put in the fridge. Oh yeah, they did that in Only Lovers Left Alive. Yeah, I mean, um Frank does wonder. Mm. Yeah, it's um it's Frank does wonder where all this blood comes from. Uh, he assumes <laughs> that um you know, that uh Mikey may go for animal blood or he may sort of go out and find I don't know, a deadbeat or a hospital or something like that and get some from there. Okay. Um, it's ne- it's never really adequately explained, apart from when they run out, and then Frank decides to throw a caution to the wind and uh, basically says to Gerard, "Oh, I love you so much, you can bite me if you like." In not as many words, but you know, and that's that's basically the plot. That is basically the plot. It's the it's um, the plot of uh, two band members falling in love. One of them is a vampire. Um, and one of them's trying to keep him alive over a weekend where there is a limited supply of blood. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, I, d- I just went weekend at Gerard's. Come <laughs> 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 drink him out. Yeah, it, it is basically that. It's uh, Gerard Way as a vam- as a vampire. He is every teen girl's dream. He's he's edgy. He's artsy. He's creative. He's very broody. He's um, he's very sweet when he falls in love and and things like that. He is. Um, this is this is a fanfic for teen girls who like My Chemical Romance in every sense of the word, and there's a lot of gay sex in it as well. So I notice it's <laughs> sixteen thousand words long. Did you read the whole thing? I did read the whole thing. Yes. Bloody ah, well hell. Yeah, I did. I did read the whole thing. I read it in one sitting. It wasn't that long. And to be honest, I quite enjoyed it. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, I think it was it was quite yeah it, it was it was quite well written. If you're into that sort of thing, um, I am not. But I, I enjoyed it all the same. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading some lines further down. It's just what strange. have you found? <clears throat> Frank's not too sure if Jared could get high, but he'll toke up with Frank when Frank's in the mood. He said Frank smells like green growing things, coffee and spunk. And then he looked at Frank with wide wandering eyes, like he thought Frank ate a lot of jizz. And Frank was like... Dude, what the fuck? I jerked off. He said, oh yeah, that'll do it. And he nodded and took another hit. What the fuck's going on? What? <laughs> Is yeah, this how they introduce um... the sex? <laughs> you smell like jizz. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that's it. A, a thing that is explained that in this universe, you can make your blood taste like certain things depending on what you eat. So, like, if you if you have a few apples, <laughs> your oh, blood will taste like apples. Was. So, okay. there is quite a, fu- uh, a funny bit where um, uh, Frank decides to circumvent the, the the blood problem by going to the butcher a uh, an act which he really doesn't want to do because he is a he is like a, a strict militant vegan he'd oh, eat any meat products whatsoever all oh, right okay so basically he goes to the butcher but um as it says here his plan at the butchers didn't really pan out in the way where they didn't actually have the blood to give him not that he was some sick fuck hellbent on carrying out satanic rituals with it <laughs> <laughs> Which I which I find quite funny. I just like the idea. If if you taste like what you eat to vampires, I love the idea of this Gerard Way just going to Yorkshire and just oh, everyone here tastes like fish and chips or batter. <laughs> and like, Yorkshire, <laughs> you taste like you've ever eaten an apple in your life. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. That would be me. Um, I I don't understand how he thinks. How are you? If he thinks he like maybe tastes like jizz or something, surely he could have just had like a salty Chinese takeaway. You know what I mean? Like you would think so. Have you ever had like a Chinese takeaway that tastes like jizz? They just no. I mean, they're just very salty, <laughs> aren't they? Oh dear. Um, that fucking yeah, GSM. I mean, <laughs> it's, he uh, he sort of um, they can sort of smell it on you as well. So like they can smell what your blood tastes like. Like we would smell what's you know what a pie would taste like, even though even though we haven't taken the top off it yet. I see. Okay. Yeah, basically. So uh, that's how Is that's it, how sort of blood works do, in this do you universe. Think they have trouble like smelling what what we've eaten if we have clothes on, and then we've got to like take a hat off or something like like you take the lid off. <laughs> A fucking drink <laughs> or a perfume bottle. I mean, that's that's a thing in The Witches, isn't it? Huh? That's a thing in The Witches that I remember haunting me during my childhood. Oh, they've remade that into another film. Now. Yeah, they've, they've yeah they've remade it. If you wash yourself clean. regularly, they don't smell the dirt; they smell the boy. You know what? That explains so much about you now. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> But there's a line here I like where it's Gerard glances down and grins with all his bloody teeth on display. Uh-huh. Wait, Frank says, don't bite my dick. Don't bite my dick. <laughs> Gerard, not my dick. <laughs> yeah, there's... Trust me, Gerard says. <laughs> yeah, there's there's absolutely all sorts of, uh, of, of little lines in there like that. <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. Don't bite my dick. Don't bite my dick. Do not bite my dick. <laughs> it's, uh, um, we're just going back to that Castlevania fic we read. Yeah, aren't we? I think that happened. In that, <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, it it, it literally did that. Yeah, um, it literally happened in that. Um, I counted the word coffee mentioned like six times now. Oh <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Gerard drinks a lot of coffee, even though okay. he, he doesn't. He, he doesn't really need to, but like what he likes to do is 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 hold it and wander around with it because he, he likes the smell of it. Oh right, okay. Because c- coffee, it doesn't really affect vampires, as you can imagine. Um, yeah. So you basically have to get Frank to drink it first, and then drink out of Frank if he wanted to to do something like that. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I see. So, Makes sense. But um. The end of the fic happens after they've had this amazing sort of vampire sex and Gerard's 
drank a lot of blood out of Frank. Mikey comes comes home, not best pleased because it looks like Frank's taken advantage of his brother, and also not best pleased because uh, Gerard promised not to drink out of human beings, and yet here he is drinking out of Frank. So he thinks it's all gone tits up, and he's reverted back to you know he's, he's reverted to type. Oh, but right, of okay. course. Once he sees how in love they are and uh, what um, a good thing this is for both of them, he kind of relents and then goes back upstairs and leaves them to presumably get it on again. Oh my god! Nice. So yeah, that's that that that's the fic. <laughs> nice. Fun. <laughs> I mean, it sounds shit, actually. No, I hate it. Uh, I'll be funny. Come I'll on. be honest, like. Reading through it, like some of the lines are hilarious. Uh, so I, yeah, I do, I, I do recommend people actually read it, whether you like it or not. Some of the lines are just funny. <laughs> that's it. I, I quite, I quite liked it, and I also like the image of um, uh, Gerard Way as he is in our world as the frontman of MCR, not being able to go out and stand on stage and do daylight gigs because he'd burn <laughs> up. <laughs> Would his fans ever bother with daytime gigs anyway, or do they want the brooding night image that suits the emo culture? Oh, that's that's true. Um, You're addic- yeah, brooding, he's addicted to blood, Mikey states in his usual monotone, which is just the fucking freakiest shit ever, coupled with the way his eyes are bulging out. Addicted to it, Frank. You're a walking, talking crack pipe. <laughs> what I the got fuck? Myself a crying you take that back. Kiss. Frank is not a fucking crack Living pipe. Crack you pipe. ate him in our bed. Oh yes, I like the arguing in this. Very yeah, that, that is that is a good argument. So. Mine, mine isn't that steamy, or indeed that filthy. Ah, uh, so from... does yours make up for it with plot? So, full disclosure, yeah. I haven't finished this fic. <gasps> oh, what? What? In fact... But you're the nerdy one, you're the, you're the one who's supposed to have read everything and been prepared and all that shit. I also had to edit the last episode. Ah, uh, okay. That's no excuse. <laughs> and, but more importantly, I couldn't have finished this fic even if I wanted to, Why? because... It doesn't finish. If you look at chapter 15, they have taken the story off AO3. Oh, what? They're taking, they're finishing it as an actual full-length story to publish, I believe. Oh my god. Oh, wow, so we'll be able to buy a book. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So I'm going to be looking out for this to see if I can find the full-length one, because I would love to know how this ends. Okay. Oh, wow, so you'd actually, you'd actually buy their book? I think I would, yeah. Hey, cool. Cool, so, I like it. Wow, okay. I'll start from the beginning. This is the tale of Bilbo Baggins opening a and b in a marvellous place up in the north. This is bed, breakfast, and blood. <laughs> Very nice. Who's it by? This is by Jezza Red. Nice. So when you say the north, do you mean like Newcastle? <laughs> it does appear to be in Britain. <laughs> oh, oh well. is it? Not New Zealand. They never actually say. This This is in... Um, it's in Eberor, Erebor, sorry, Erebor, which is, right, okay. is the... Um, so Erebor is the town. It's... Oh, it's a second language as well. Yeah, and the, honestly, Ill. they've done very well. Is the thing I don't think I spotted any um, okay. any like egregious things. So good on them for that. Okay. So Bilbo inherits a Georgian mansion in okay. a remote town that is often snowed in. Bilbo moves in to the to the manor house. And he starts decorating. 
And eventually, two twins come to visit him. They are Killy and the other one, whose name I've forgotten. <laughs> Killy and Philly, they're the twins. Yes. And they offered to like, help him do up the carpentry and all this stuff. And I'm reluctant to spoil this, to be honest, but Killy and Philly, once they leave, we realise they are vampires. Like, they cough up the food that they ate in front of Baggins, of Bilbo, just to show that they trust him. Wait, what's happening? Do they eat the food and then, like, like cats just hack it up like a herbal and go, that was very nice, yeah. but um, <laughs> we trust you, but um, we can't process it. It's this. more, so, <laughs> Killian Philly, they show up, they drink his tea, they eat his biscuits, all that sort of thing, and it looks all normal, and then at the end of the chapter, when they're walking back to their home, they hurl up the food outside, away from Bilbo's prying eyes. Oh, okay. They only ate the food to appear human ah. and to oh, make sure I see. I thought, that Bilbo I thought you trusts meant them. Like they, they like hacked it up at the dinner table. No, sorry, I, <laughs> I, I, well, I, I phrased that badly. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. watch this. <laughs> watch what we can do. Which is unfortunate <laughs> like because. Cats eating grass. <laughs> yeah, so Philly really likes his his human food and will often eat too much, and oh. that is kind of a problem for him. Because he, he used to really enjoy like the taste of like pastries and biscuits and such. Oh. But he he can't digest it, so he has to throw them up afterwards. Oh, I take nice. it this isn't this isn't like Nick's where what you eat changes the taste of your No, food. no it doesn't. <laughs> oh. And also unlike Nick's, they both have to find their own blood. And it's mentioned later on that each of them, they all have... Um, loyal suitors in the town who oh, okay. they're, they're familiar with and they know that this that they are vampires and okay. they'll offer up blood but not to be drained and killed. Oh, right, okay. yeah, I get it. So they've, they've and got they have like rules a... about not killing outsiders as well. Yeah. They, they've, or completely they've, draining anyone. They've got like a, a supply of blood. Like a, a few <laughs> friendly <laughs> blood donors in the town. Exactly. Uh, I'm reading the little hints they're giving Bilbo, like, fucking foreshadowing. Uh, which was that bit? Oh, he explains how much sheepishly with question look who was given. Do you have ghosts? The matter-of-fact question caused Bilbo to crack a smile and shake his head. Don't mind him, Mr. Baggins, said Philly. Some of us never grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, so the no. thing about the ghosts is... So Killy and Philly have a sinister motive... For coming to help Bilbo oh, with God, the house. Oh God! What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, it seems a bit too good to be true. They're looking for something. Oh. In the house. Oh. And I'm not going to spoil what, but if you've seen the Hobbit, you can probably figure it out. Okay. Is uh, it the ring? No, it's not. It's not the ring because <laughs> <laughs> the ring wasn't what they were looking for in the Hobbit. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Arkenstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. The oh yeah, rock. maybe maybe I do remember that bit. Yeah. It's, it's been a while since I watched any of the movies. I should probably go back and, and re-watch them, because they are very good. Yeah, they are very good. And, as I say, I'm reluctant to spoil these, but there is a, there's part of this that is relevant to our fic-offs. So I, I should talk about uh, Thor and Oakenshield. So, when I think it's chapter three this eventually happens. Uh, Bilbo starts hearing noises at night in his house. So he starts kind of exploring... And he notices a door that he'd never really thought about before. Okay. So he eventually has to go in. Oh, this is the bit that proves it's in Britain. Yeah, uh, he talks about a TV license. 
So, uh, there right, we go. Okay. This isn't the UK. <laughs> the revisions in this. Okay, that's completely fine. Oh, yeah. Also, this is a modern I setting. I thought yeah. it was medieval. There's TVs. <laughs> oh, I'm going to pay you old TV license. <laughs> I know. Yes. I, was, I, I was sort of, um, I was sort of looking. Vine BBC um, tax tithes are too much. <laughs> It's, it is a modern setting. I, I was I was sort of wondering. It was like they were on about a car in the first chapter, and I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. They didn't yeah, have cars no, in Lord of the Rings. Is that there what they is a car is this? As you can see, there's four pulling it. So there's four. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this is a modern setting. Okay. And yeah, which come which comes up later. I will get to that. Anyway, Bilbo inadvertently wakes up. Person living in his basement. Okay. And I say person, I do mean a vampire. Okay. Of course. And that's when he blacks out. All he remembers is this vampire standing at the opposite side of the room. They're just coming at him really fast. Then he blacks out. Then he wakes up in chapter four. <laughs> and this is one of the most wholesome scenes of any fic I've read, to be honest. Okay. So, right. Bilbo wakes up thinking he's had thinking he drank last night and he's sort of hung over, almost as if he's lost a lot of blood, that sort of thing. <laughs> There's a glass of water opposite his bedside table that he doesn't remember putting there. Okay. And then he looks down below his feet. There's another 13 glasses of water left below, left for him. <laughs> and... Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Then he goes down into the kitchen. His entire kitchen has just been torn apart. So someone was frantically looking for like more cups and things like that. <laughs> and <laughs> someone's been at his typewriter as well, just typed loads of gibberish onto it as if they're trying to figure out how it works. <laughs> the <laughs> I think they moved the alarm clock as well. <laughs> Wait, hang on. He's got a typewriter, but not a computer. Oh yeah, Bilbo is a writer. In this, so he's, he's a he's novelist. Just, he's, he's never. He uses even, the typewriter. Be- here's the thing: even like fucking murder, she wrote. Angela Lansbury fucking updated. Uh, no, Jessica Fletcher updated herself to a computer eventually. Ah, so the typewriter was his dad's, who is also a writer, uh, and he's quite sentimental about it. That's why he uh, still has that. Okay, that, makes that sense. comes up. I'm very sorry, Bilbo, for being so callous. Mm. Carry on. So. Someone types like loads of gibberish, and then A B C D E manages to figure out everything, and then far over the misty mountain. So cold. It's clear. <laughs> it's clear someone figured it out and tried to type something, and I believe that's how the Hobbit starts. But I can't remember. Uh, far over oh. the misty mountains, cold is the it's the song that they sing. Oh, uh, yeah. right. It's, it's the song. It's the, the song that the dwarves sing. About regaining regaining the Lonely Mountain, which is called Erebor, uh, I think. Yes, yeah. Erebor yes. is the mountain. Yeah. Uh, there's also a pile of scones and a cardigan like placed at the bottom of the <laughs> stairs for him. That's really as funny. Well. So, of reading through this and retracing it, what's clearly happened he's is to turn he woke him up this into a brunette in jumpers. That's what he's trying to do because he's. A he vampire. is as well. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bilbo is very much the brunette in jumpers in this story. <laughs> oh. And he, he does a good job of being that. Of course. And it's kind of wholesome. But essentially what happened, and as you read through it, you can sort of piece together what happened in the night. Uh, he woke up Thorin. Thorin has been asleep for centuries. First thing he does, bites Bilbo to get his strength back. 
then he realizes what he's done. He's going, oh, shit. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Sorry, mate. Carries him to bed, leaves him 13 glasses of water, <laughs> which he then had to find in his kitchen, and then leaves him a snack, and then just goes back to his coffin. And it's just sort of like a, oh, sorry to bother you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and as and later on we learn his alarm clock was moved downstairs as well because the alarm started going off and like playing radio and such and poor Thorin, no idea about technology, is like, oh shit, shit I'm just gonna... <laughs> takes the batteries out eventually <laughs> and that's why that's over there. But I had a lot of fun sort of reading this and sort of piecing together sort of what happened during yeah. that night that Bilbo doesn't remember. Oh, he's just noticed his blood-stained powder blue cardigan. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine, I think that, um... Yeah, he couldn't wash it, I believe. <laughs> it's funny, he was looking at it going, oh, he's looking at his hands, and it's like, there's one small paper cut on his palm. It wasn't that deep, barely a scratch. Couldn't possibly bleed that much. As far as paper cuts, it wasn't pretty impressive, but all in all... It wasn't a paper cut. Sudden thought fired up yeah. in his mind. Oh. So eventually no. we learn that Thorin, and I believe most vampires, have that kind of psychic abilities, which is the only thing they have in common with the Twilight vampires. Thorin can read Bilbo's mind and also kind of alter his memories. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's alluded to in my fic as well. Mm. Um, and I believe either Killy or Philly have been kind of using, like, persuasion spells as well on Bilbo to try and manipulate him into kind of helping. I see. Once Thorin and Bilbo sit down and have a chat, they make an agreement that um, Thorin will never read Bilbo's mind again, and he seals it off with magic so that no one can violate poor Bilbo again. Oh, that's good. That's good of him. And the rest of the chapters I read, and I, I believe it's about seven chapters worth, is just stories of Bilbo and Thorin as roommates, like sharing the house together, <laughs> and sort of having like this awkward truce, and then sort of learning to work together. It's quite wholesome, honestly. For a while, they're not even talking to each other because it, it's kind of awkward. But Bilbo <laughs> offers Thorin a cup of tea, and he sort of learns like what tea Thorin likes, and sort of <laughs> they they bond. Thorin likes his black teas, and they kind of, like, eventually they just get into this routine of just having tea together in the evening, not even talking to each other, just sat there aloof and grumpy. And eventually they get chatting, and eventually Thorin starts helping with the housework and sort of rebuilding the manor. And it's just very wholesome. Oh, that's excellent. I, I only actually got to one, so there's only one sex scene in it as far as I read which is between Killy and Philly. And even that, it's Surprise. kind of... Okay. Um, oh yeah, I should mention there is uh, there is an incest tag on this. Of course. I'm surprised you just didn't Killy and Philly are siblings. as if you've, you didn't even quite register. Like, oh, it's just incest. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, oh yeah, by the way, a bit of incest. I'm, just gloss over I'm that. pretty <laughs> sure everyone ships Killy and Philly, so... Oh, it's, they, it's kind they of, did, though. Yeah. So I didn't even consider mentioning that. I don't want to spoil the mystery of this week. There is a mystery about what's going on in the basement. Did Killy die? I'm pretty sure one of them died. And I'm pretty sure it was Killy. I think you're thinking of Harry Potter, but I may maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm pretty oh, sure no, you're Tom's right. yeah, died Killy. in this universe as well. 
Yeah, because there was that shitty love triangle that they added yes. in the films. Yes, which everyone ignored, yeah. In fact, that that's the point. Uh, maybe this is in the later chapters and it's explained, but the categories of um, pairing, there is the F slash M tag. I didn't encounter any female characters in the bits I've read. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> but that's also true. That's That's accurate to The Hobbit, because there are no female characters in The Hobbit. Uh, there is in the film. Yeah, there is in the film. They added um, Evangeline Lilly's character. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm quite annoyed about that because I I read she agreed she only agreed to do it if they if they made sure there wasn't a love triangle. And then they added a love triangle. Then they added it in the edit, and uh... yeah, because I mean it doesn't really affect the story of the Hobbit that there's no female characters. Like it's just a story of its time. Yeah, it's bros um... going on an adventure. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. It didn't. I read, it didn't sure leave books And yeah, I, I can't remember any sort of love happening except except Killian Philly and Thorin and Bilbo. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a kids' book, it so of course it didn't make sense to have them. Exactly. It was just as you said, bros going on this big mm. adventure. Yeah, to stop Benedict Cumberbatch dressed as a dragon. Mm. As far as I've read, there is no Benedict Cumberbatch figure in this story. Yeah, right. Oh, that's that's going well then, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I mean there may be a, there may be a dragon later on. Uh, I don't know. Benedict, he finds his way into fucking everything these days, doesn't he? You know what he I mean? Does. He's like a he's like a rash. He's just offensive. <laughs> he, you just Benedict is like a rash. One day and he's there. You know what I mean? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall shall we get down to the showdown? Yep, let's fucking do it. <laughs> okay, so keep in mind your respective characters. James is being okay. Thorin. I am representing Thorin Oakenshield. Woo! And Nick is representing... Gerard Way. Woo! Okay, so keeping Ooh. in mind what these two would do, I've created the scenario that you have to impress your significant other's parents to win this. Oh, okay. So okay. I'm I'm dating Gerard Way in this. Uh, yes. No, you're Gerard Way and you're dating Frank Yero. Oh, okay. Is, is that right? Uh, okay. Let's put it this way: you two pretend that you are the character you just read about vampire boy. So James, okay. you're oh, Thorin. Okay. You're so Gerard for me, it's Way. I I am Thorin and I'm here to impress Bilbo's parents. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So one at a time because this is a story-based uh, questionnaire. With okay. multiple endings. Okay, who wants to start? Uh, I can go first, since Nick went first last time. Yeah, okay. I'm okay with that. Or we could flip a coin. Okay, heads or tails, lads? Heads. Tails. It is James first. Okay. Okay, Thorin. Yes. Your significant other's father-in-law invites you to the pub. Future father-in-law. He is a northern okay. man, and he used to be a miner. Do you go with him to the pub? Of course I do. Okay. My name is Thorin Oakenshield. I was a former miner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a perfect scenario for me. We can sit, we can bond, we can talk about rocks. It'll be great. Okay, so you go out, and you both get absolutely plastered. Are you going home, or are you staying out? Ooh. I think we're staying. I think we're going home eventually. Okay. Okay, so you stumble home. 
the mum of your significant other thinks a lot less of you for stumbling home. She thinks you're a bit of a mess and she's not impressed. Oh dear. How are you going to win her favour? Will you fight a T-Rex, give her flowers, chocolates and then apologise? Or write a PowerPoint presentation why you're still compatible for your significant other in order to oppress her? It's three hours long. <laughs> are those the only options I can pick? Yes. Oh, it's nice. got to be the flowers then. Unless there's a T. Is the T Rex attacking the house? Uh, you're you're doing it in like sort of for the for the honor. So okay, in that case, do? uh, probably do the flowers. I think. I think he'd fight the T Rex. Uh, I th okay, Thorin in the films slash book, the original book, he'd probably fight the T Rex. But Thorin in this, in this story would probably just bring flowers. Ah, he's still, he's right, still I drunk, get it. By the way. Oh, <laughs> he'd, he'd definitely do the flowers then. Okay, if, what's he doing? Flowers, flowers and chocolates. And, and chocolates and apologies. Okay, she thinks mm -hmm. it's sweet, a little bit pathetic, but sweet. Your dad <laughs> likes you, your mum mom thinks you're okay, so you get the okay ending. Okay, Okay. Nice. Nick. Yes? Your, sign <laughs> your significant other's father, who is a middle-aged minor, used, uh, invites you to the pub. Are you going or not? Um, I would... It depends what uh, time. Are you going out or are you staying home, like, where the mum is and everything? I think we'd be staying at home. Okay. So you've maintained your dignity, and uh, you are at home. You get called by the mother, and she goes, oh, there's something in the in the bathroom. And you go into the bathroom, and there's a hand sticking out the toilet. Are you shaking it or are you calling the plumber? <laughs> um, I think uh, Gerard Ways a Vampire would shake the hand. Okay. Well met, the hand says. It seems quite friendly. Are you hoisting it up or are you leaving it there? Um, I don't think Gerard Ways is strong enough to hoist a, a whole hand out of the plug hole. Damn right. No, I he's mean, not. Are, you going to, are you going to attempt to hoist it up? It's, say polite? again, sorry. Are you going to be polite and attempt to hoist it up? Uh, okay, yeah, I, I think he'd attempt to hoist it up, but it wouldn't really get anywhere. Okay, so you do manage to hoist it up, and it's the lost prince of the sea people. Are you going to wow. help him go home, <laughs> or are you going to introduce to the mum and, you know, be polite because there's someone scared? Um, like... <laughs> definitely introduce. It's like, um, unless it's pitch black outside, Vampire Gerard Way can't go out because he'll start to sizzle. Oh, I mean, you don't have to, like, go out with him. You can just, like, give him a map or something. Oh, like, right. Um, yeah, give him in, directions in that case... or, or introduce him to, like, the people in the household. Yeah, I'd say be polite and introduce him to the people in the house. Okay. So you introduce him to the people in the household. So the mum and the prince, like, really hit it off and they start chatting and then you all go to bed for the night. You wake up the next morning to find that there's just a note on, like, your mum's pillow. Your dad stumbles home drunk, reads the note. And it finds out that the prince and your mum has eloped. Oh. Your dad gets absolutely mental and knocks your lights out. <laughs> right. I'm afraid you oh, have got the bad ending. <laughs> so James wins. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> All right. That was wild. <laughs> All right. Good game. Good game. Yeah. Okay, everyone, get into your respective characters. Nick, James, we're going to do Would You Rather. Okay. Right, okay. 
Your boyfriend, your boyfriend and his dad changed bodies. Oh no, the only way to get them back to normal is to have sex with one of them. Who are you going for? Okay, so this is... So this is Bilbo with his dad's mind, or Bilbo's dad with Bilbo's mind, right? What? No, am I, am I is, understanding this right? This is Bilbo having to choose to shag Thorin in his dad's body, or his dad oh. in Thorin's body. Okay, so in that case, I think I'd pick the mind and the body. So my, mind of the dad. No, sorry, other way around. What? <laughs> my, mind, mind of Thorin, body of the dad. Okay, so <laughs> that's pretty scarring. <laughs> you get you get yeah, some variety, just... but it's still the personality. Put it this way: if if you have sex with the the body of Thorin, but his dad's mind, <laughs> the dad is going to know all of Thorin's sexual preferences, and I don't think Thorin would want that. Well, I mean, the thing <laughs> yeah, is, but he's having sex not... with his son. <laughs> They're not specifying. Um, they're not specifying what kind of sex it is. So, like, you could just dip it in a few times, and that might be enough. <laughs> I'd assume this is full sex. Like, they've they've got to come. I assume. <laughs> yeah, but e- even so, like missionary with your eyes closed, you know, lie back and think of England or whatever. Ah, okay. Counter arguments that. Assuming you have to make them come and pleasure them enough that the bodies swap back. Right. Is that a fair assumption, yeah. Judge Grace? Yeah, I think so. Okay. In that case, you're more likely to know how your boyfriend's pleasure is stimulated than the dad. True, but if it's your dad, which means he's you you take want a the lot brain longer because of his age. That's true. Yeah. Oh, good point. I oh. mean, I, I'm thinking sort of like um uh. Like you know, um, body of Frank with Frank's dad's um, mind, because like all that account is the physical, and yeah, I don't think that it'd take sort of long for that to sort of happen. Interestingly, uh, Frankiero's dad is also called Frankiero. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> he is Frankiero Senior, according to Google. Yeah. I, I suppose you have the benefit of being very, very marginally less weird in that scenario. <laughs> but it's still pretty fucked. Oh, yeah, like you can say, oh, Frank, and it won't, it won't sort of matter as much. Yeah. Okay, you, you do get that bonus. <laughs> I, I stand by, I think I'd rather have the dad bod with Thorin's mind, because... I think that wouldn't count as cheating either. True, but you would be scarred for life because you know what your dad looks like with it. It's a sacrifice. Um... <laughs> Wait, oh, hold on. Is is it my dad and Thorin's yes. mind? It's not Thorin's oh. dad. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, no. Okay, that changes yeah. everything. Oh, I regret my... Oh, no. Yeah, this is this is worse and I think you've lost that. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't read I, the question. <laughs> <and you're out. laughs> I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was just, Doran's dad. It's like, okay, yeah, no, fine. You just didn't dad. read the question I and said, dug I like said a Bilbo's big fucking hole. Dad and Thorin's body. <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> didn't read the question and just dug yourself a massive hole. Fair enough. <laughs> like a fair game. Like a dwarf. I can, I can see this point. Now, give us a less confusing question. <laughs> <laughs> Which Pokemon do you think that they'd turn into? Oh, okay. 
I'm going to play to the judge and no, say Thunderscorch. No, 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 Thunderscorch is banned I'm because I'm aware Thor of Thorin has a big mustache and so does Thunderscorch. I'm aware of so of other Pokemon with mustaches. You'll be alright. I still stand by it, Thorin becomes Thunderscorch because I want to play to the judge. Yeah, but he's... <laughs> he strikes me more of an ice oh, type, fine. so you're yeah. actually losing. It's got to be realistic as well. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll be honest, I think both me and Nick are at a disadvantage because we don't know Pokemon that well. Uh, so, uh, ah, so... I propose a truth. Nick? Yes? I think we both pick only Gen 1, okay? Yep, okay. Because I know Gen 1, I'm pretty sure you know Gen 1 fairly well. Uh, yeah, it's the only gen that matters. I know, okay. I know, I know we said we wouldn't get political, but there it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, gen 1 Pokemon for... Thorin. Uh, there aren't, are there any ice ground types, Grace? Uh, yes. But I don't think... I don't know if it's Gen 1. Which is oh. like a... Uh, ah, okay. Forgetting the name. I've got a suggestion. Winub, I think. Grace. Yeah? How about you narrow down the question to which starter do you pick? Alright. I think I think that could work well. Oh, no. But... I, I had a perfect one for, um, uh, for Gerard Way. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, in that case... Yeah. Me. Well, he's going to be Gengar, which is the ghost ed- edgelord Pokemon that you find at the top of the tower in Lavender Town. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. So, yeah, that would be... Okay. Yeah, that would be Gerard Way, definitely. Okay, so Thorin... I'll just, I need to refresh my memory, to be honest. Ah, no, he would be Marowak, because okay. it's got the edgy and brood- edgelord broodiness... Yeah, that comes dead. with being Thorin. His mum's dead. He's got a bone to hit people with. Of course. He's a pretty cool dude. <laughs> Don't they wear their oh mum's skull on their head? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so... <laughs> Which is a metaphor for uh, the fact that Thorin has to wear his family's legacy when he takes the crown of Erebor. Okay. Ah, right. Of course. Yeah. You've put too much thought into this. <laughs> that yeah, I put no has. thought into this. I very briefly studied English Lit, so I know how to talk out my ass. Hey! Ah, I see. <laughs> I see. Ugh. Would you rather live in the Harry Potter world or the Twilight world? As a vampire, you know, what are you doing? Are there any vampires in the Harry Potter world? I can't actually remember. Um... They show up in the books more than the... Yes. So they must do. They just, they just, as far as I've seen, they just stand around and just watch people and go, oh, I could really do and with watch. some jugular. <laughs> and then I go, best not. You're just, <laughs> just sitting there, have, yeah, they get invited just to look out the, the window. Parties, but they're just kind of like outcasts and they're just kind of like... Yeah, it's like they, they've maybe thought, you know, well, this guy, he, he fucked up a powerful wizard when he was like three months old. We better not tangle with him. <laughs> but we still want to just watch what happens. Nah, yeah, seems to be like loose friends with the uh, wizarding community, and they're all at a party with like werewolves and shit, and it's just like, oh, sucks. Done it. This cursed bollocks, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're the broody people at the snack bar, just like, oh, <laughs> I don't want chocolate. I want blood. I want some O negative. You can't have it, son. You're too young. <laughs> I was going to say, incidentally, you know for a fact that Gerard Way would be, would survive for longer in the Twilight universe. 
Yes, most definitely. Because literally, the the only ta- the only way he's different from Edward Cullen is that he will burn outside and not just spark. Ah. Yeah. Saying that, does Gerard show any kind of supernatural abilities in your fic? Actually, yes, he does. I forgot to mention, he seems to kind of have this ability to calm any situation. Did you say ability or debility? I said a bit. I mean, in the, in the Twilight universe, it could be either. Yeah, uh, it could be same. either, yeah. <laughs> so, I th- I think Thorin could go toe-to-toe with Edward Cullen. And I'm going to tweak this question to, would you be able to beat Edward Cullen in a fight? And I, th- I think that Thorin absolutely could, because he's shown he has more psychic abilities than him. Ah. Okay. And he seems to be pretty strong and pretty fast. Just like Edward. Ah, right, fair enough. Yeah, Gerard Way wouldn't be able to. And if to. you remember, the the true the real reason we're here today is not to argue who would win in a fight. It's to argue who gets to win over the affections of our own jumper-wearing brunette. No. <laughs> <laughs> so who does who does um uh, who who does who does Grace want, and here's to, the want thing. to date? Your your Gerard Way. He's not even a proper vampire, because he doesn't go for a jumper-wearing brunette. He goes for another broody emo goth. Yes. Whereas Bilbo, I would argue, is the ultimate <laughs> jumper-wearing brunette. brunette. He's quite a cosy man. Oh my yeah, he's god. Not, and that's he's not who really, Thorin falls over for. He's not really broody, though. I mean, the thing is... He, you don't need no. to be broody to be a jumper-wearing brunette. No, you don't, but you said... You just need to be bland, to like be Grace. <laughs> So what you're saying is that Bilbo's a Mary Sue? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Oh, fucking hell. Well, we, we've we've arrived then, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, that, that's he's it. Quite, if, he, uh, if, you, if you want to I set I wouldn't say your... he's a Mary Sue, but he, he is kind of the... He's the everyman kind of relatable figure who's jolly and stays at home, wears jumpers. Well, yeah, that's, like that's why in the film he was played by Martin Freeman. The yeah, the actor Martin you Freeman call, was born to play Bilbo. <laughs> yeah, the the actor you call if you need an everyman, yeah, a man in the street. Exactly. That's also why it was Arthur Dent in the in the New Hitchhikers. Yeah. So that was a good film. Yeah, it was actually. That's one thing we can agree on today, at least, Nick. That Hitchhiker's Guide was a good film, and that Bilbo is is the best romantic lead, <laughs> and therefore Thorin is the best vampire. Case closed. Uh, I wouldn't say that actually because I'm... it's it's quite difficult to judge because there's I, what I've noticed is there's two very distinct styles of how people write vampires anyway, and you do either get very fashionable emo lust or but you know where they're all wearing dark shit and the ripped jeans and they're all hitting each other and all that catty bullshit, <laughs> and then you've got the other side where it's like vampires but they're nice and then you do have the like the blood drinking and having tea and like being like oh he's he's an evil creature the night but he's a sweetie really and, <laughs> and so it's just like they're the two like very main vampire tropes <laughs> but they're they're very different they're very different that's all well and good but only one can be a winner <laughs> Yes. And it's definitely Gerard Way. I mean, come on. No. Don't be daft. He is, he is, the, is the, the, the epitome of the modern vampire. Gentlemen, no, no, no. It's, it's neither, I'm afraid. What? No, it's neither Neither of you two. What? Neither of you have won, because 
you'll find that the the best and the winner of this competition is actually from my immortal. Oh, what? Uh, uh, I spent ages on that. You mean Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way? Indeed, she is definitely the oh. best vampire going. Fuck. I mean, her <laughs> la- got a point. I mean, to be honest, her last name's Way, so I've kind of got half a point for that. Uh, Actually, she's closer to Nick's version of Empire, so I suppose she would win. Yeah, Nick, well done. You come second. (laughs) I resent this. Good. (laughs) This is bullshit. (laughs) You ask for this competition, you ask me to mediate, you should have expected better. And you didn't. I will remember to bribe the judge next time. Of course. Oh, you salty, salty so man. I, th- I, think that's, I think that's all we have for today. <laughs> no, come on. You fucking sit here and take your medicine. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, don't... He's like, oh, I've lost. What do you quickly, mean, take my... Yeah, quickly, let's end, let's end the show. Right, on that note, goodbye. <laughs> well, well, fine, what, what do you want to do for the rest of the episode now that we've resolved this battle? Jeer at you. <laughs> and by resolve, I mean it's clearly rigged. No, <laughs> actually, if I remember correctly, James, it was you that said, "Okay, by the way, the answer needs to be this," and I was like, Shh. "Yeah, okay, you're on." We're not rigging it. We, I don't want the audience to know we rigged. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think I picked Gerard Way? Oh, <laughs> you clever man! I was. <sighs> I, I tell you what, I was just waiting for the end when Grace was to say that just to fucking fling that spanner right into the fucking works. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> Uh, personally, I would have actually uh, well. gone with Thorin because I like that vampire trope more than the yeah, angsty brain. Oh, well. <laughs> Shut up, James. But <laughs> in the interest of like what what a vampire really is, they are the catty sort of dramatic black dress sort of leather wearing hissy pe hissy people. So, and that is true. That is like that's that classic vampire. So you know, Nick wins really, doesn't he? And maybe at some point we'll have a read of my immortal on the show. It's, um, I will. Yeah, I will say oh, though that oh. um, just to sort of end on a more homeless note, because I know there's uh, on a more like a homeless note. Homeless. homeless note. I'm gonna start. I'm going to fucking start that again. Um, okay. <laughs> You're gonna sell your house. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> on a more homeless note. If anyone could chip in for my mortgage, please write to us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm recording this from under a railway bridge, um, somewhere between Hull and Doncaster. Please send money. Um, yeah, it's uh, to to bring the. Uh, to, I know there's been a lot of conflict in this sort of episode, so to uh, to bring it back to a more wholesome note, um, I'd just like to say that although um, none of us really won, apart from me, which was a bit weird. Um, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that out of all of us, we are all the winners because of the wonderful fix that you authors contribute for us to uh, for us to read. So thank you, and we hope you have a fantastic Halloween. I'll get you next time. This means war. <laughs> Don't get soppy and winning speeches. This this isn't over. <laughs> I'll have my revenge. I'll I'll get yeah I'll get you next time. You'll have to catch me first. I'll get you next time, Nick. <laughs> next time. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I suppose. Yep. Happy Halloween. Happy yes. Happy Halloween. Don't go trick or treating. There's a pandemic on. Yeah. Don't go trick or treating. And um, 
Don't talk to strange men in cloaks with fangs. Yeah. Or do. You shouldn't really do that if anyway, that's your thing. You? If that's your Thank you.